All right, bradcooney.com in association with HCN Networks. Always, always a pleasure to have in Congressman Greg Harper. Uh, Congressman, thanks for joining us. Hey, great to be with you today. Hope, uh, hope you're doing well and uh, a lot of stuff going on. There really is. And I don't even know if you're aware of this because you're on the road, but just within a few minutes ago, uh, CNN and Fox News is reporting that ISIS has just beheaded another British aid worker, Alan Henning. Um, the videos released, um, Congressman. This is this is just insane. Um, what 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 can we do about this situation? Yeah, this is a, a direct result of a, of a failed policy for some time. And when you uh, ignore these things, and of course the president, what has he done? He said, "Well, we underestimated, being the intelligence community underestimated uh, the danger of ISIL," and. In effect, the commander-in-chief just threw the entire intelligence community under the bus. Uh, you know, it is the president's responsibility to work upon that information, and I think we're going to find that he's probably known about this threat for some time, and uh, I think it's important for the American, uh, American people to know what has been in those intelligence briefings over the past year or two as far as warnings about this group. Uh, and so now we have a, a vacuum that's been created because the uh, the president has telegraphed every move that we've made and said what we're going to do or not going to do, uh, and therefore your enemies know uh, what uh, what your strategy may be or may not be. And it's imperative that the that the president, as the commander in chief give the military leaders what they need uh, to fulfill their mission. Uh, and this is uh, the approach that is taken here. Uh, and, and, you know, we've had the discussion whether this was going to be called ISIS or ISIL. Uh, I think that more probably settled on ISIL because it's not just Syria and Iraq. It is an entire region uh, that, uh, that is impacted and really uh, impacts around the world potentially. Uh, and so, uh, you can't. How do you negotiate with someone who beheads uh, people that they've they've captured uh, and would want to take, uh, you know, even their own, their own people? Uh, and, and their attacks have not been limited to, uh, you know, foreigners or uh, mm -hmm. minority groups or Christian groups. They're attacking Muslims as well. Uh, and uh, and this is a group that. Uh, only will understand force and power, and we need to be about making sure we defeat this enemy. Congressman, do you believe that ultimately, at some point, there'll have to be more U.S. ground troops on the ground in order to take care of this? Well, you know, you have to uh, uh, you, uh, we'll go back to this. Don't say what you're not going to do right. as a leader, because uh, this enemy is coming to us if we don't take the fight to them. And, and we talk about, you've seen the president's great desire to get out of Iraq and uh, Afghanistan and other places. And let's not forget what we went through with uh, Germany and Japan in World War II or Korea. You know, we maintained a, a presence in those countries mm -hmm. that allowed for a basis for democratic reforms over multiple generations, and it takes that. And so we have to be uh, able to do whatever's necessary to enable uh, our military, along with some of the other folks in the coalition, 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, there's also reports out there that the president has missed... I don't know what the percentage is because you never know what 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 what's accurate. But if, according to the report, he's missing an awful lot of uh, intelligence briefings. Um, I guess. A. Do you know anything about this? Is there any validity to this report? Oh, we've certainly seen information that he has um, uh, missed a significant portion, if not a majority, of those uh, briefings. Uh, now, uh, you you've got to think if you miss those briefings, are you still getting advised by? Uh, individuals, and I'm not saying that you have to attend every one or get every item there. But you know, the, the truth is, we have an administration, uh, a president, and his top advisors that have no great love for the military and no great history with them. Whether we go back to the president saying the Marine Corps or you know whatever else that we've had to uh, see over these last number of years. Uh, so I, I, I just expect that the president needs to take care of the business necessary to protect America and protect our, you know, our interests abroad and here. And remember too that we have friends that we've always remained historically close to that we don't need to ignore during this time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, let's move on. Um, Ebola. Um, you know, it's just, it's just amazing to me that this country goes forever without any Ebola cases and all of a sudden now we have Ebola cases and this is pretty much after we started getting you know putting people over there and back and forth so should the public be worried about this you know, apparently there's some there's a positive Ebola case in Dallas and possibly some more popping up give me your thoughts on that it's certainly a very frightening uh, matter and of course uh, many fatalities from uh, from Ebola but uh, you know what we've seen too is if we can get our hands around this, you'll see treatments and cures, and ultimately this will be you know I think eradicated. But in the meantime, it's a very frightening uh, situation. We need to be very careful about how we handle it. But I think it certainly is an important time to to increase our our research into coming up with some positive treatments and cures. And and we've also seen some of these too that have uh, some of the uh, medical teams, those that have been infected, have come up with uh, Ebola. Uh, they have uh, some have survived with better care, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, I think you will see improvements there. But yeah, it's it's very uh, frightening. Uh, I don't know that we really know the full extent of it yet, and I'm sure we've got you know proper details on it, but. It's a matter of great concern, something we can, we can't take lightly. Do, do you believe that commercial flights in and out of West Africa to America should be at least temporarily stopped? Well, you know, there's um, there's certainly an argument for that. I think uh, at a minimum, if you're going to allow it to happen, there's got to be some type of screening process that takes place, okay, and uh, that that actually works and. So I, I do think it's something that has to be reevaluated at this point in time. And in these areas that are, are the, the problem areas, uh, you've got to be extremely careful. Absolutely. Okay, let's move on. Um, midterms are, are right around the corner. Um, it, it's, there's, there's some polling out there that shows um, it may not be quite as easy as some thought it might be for the GOP to take the Senate. What are your thoughts on that? Are we still looking good on this? Well, you know, the Republicans have a great history of standing.
snatching defeat from the jaws of victory in some of these Senate races. And so uh, you, you can't ever take anything for granted. And even a month uh, in, a, in a, you know, mm-hmm. 31 days uh, is a political eternity. You know, a lot can happen and change. Uh, and it's, uh, it's something that uh, the key thing is we've had uh, a lot of uh, all of the ones that have been nominated. Here's the key thing. The, the purpose of a political party is to win elections. And the, the good thing is I think that we have uh, nominated Republican candidates for Senate who can get independent voters and can win a general. That's important. At least gives us a, a, you know, a fighting chance. I do believe that we will take the Senate. I think it's going to be extremely close. We could get the 52, uh, which would be uh, uh, quite an improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the combination of those states uh, is changing uh, daily. Uh, there are states that now are in play that were not in play two or three weeks ago, and there were some that we thought were a lot that, well, maybe they're not. So, uh, you know, I, I really uh, think we've got an excellent chance with Cory Gardner, who's a, uh, served within the House in Colorado. Uh, he's doing extremely well in, in that area. Uh, and so I, I think that's one they could pick up. And believe it or not, Scott Brown is mm-hmm. looking pretty good right now and making progress. And uh, so, um, you know, you could, you could get some gifts out there. Um, I, there's no doubt we, we're, we're locked in at least at 48 right now, I think. Uh, we just got to make sure we have the others. There, there's also a scenario, uh, not that I would be crazy about this, but you could wake up uh, the next morning uh, after the Tuesday, uh, November 4th election, and we've got 50 to 49 with a runoff in Louisiana that will be like a national mini-presidential race for control of the U.S. Senate. Wow. So, uh, there, there are lots of possibles uh, out there. I'm hoping we'll be at least at 51 on election night, and and uh, and I predict that uh, Dr. Bill Cassidy will, will win and beat Barry Landrieu in Louisiana. Well, let's hope that's the case. Okay, now let's talk about Mississippi for a minute. Um, uh, the election between Thad Cochran and Chris McDaniel, um, well, the runoff, the, I'm sure you're well aware of what's going on. It's in the hands of the Supreme Court, the uh, challenge by McDaniel's is anyway. Um, my concern, Congressman, I'm, 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 I'm dialed into the Facebook and the Twitter and the Facebook groups of McDaniel's folks and there's some there's some backlash. There's some very angry McDaniel's voters that are saying they're going to vote for for a Democrat um, instead of for Thad Cochran. That concerns me. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Give me your thoughts. Well, I think that we would have to keep this in mind. Yeah, there's a election and a lot of um, you know hurt feelings uh, on on this election. But look, hats off to both sides for working extremely hard. You, you have to say that. There were lots of volunteers for McDaniel and Cochran that believed in their respective candidates and worked extremely hard, gave up their time. And so I, I admire that regardless of the outcome. Uh, I, I had, um, you know, I had some people tell me, well, you know, if McDaniel wins, I'm not voting for him in uh, November. And I said, yes, you are. Right. <laughs> uh, because, uh, uh, you know, we're going to uh, remember that uh, our enemy is not each other. Our enemy is, you know, Mary Reed and go back to the Senate. And we're not going to do anything 
Republican people that were mad at McDaniel that they had to vote for him. And, uh, and uh, I, I think in this situation that uh, most people will realize that we're much better off with a Republican majority in the Senate. Uh, and you just sometimes have to move past that and, uh, and you know, live the fight another day. But uh, the, we're all kind of weary of the family fight. Right, right. I agree. I think even if I think if you're a Republican and you voted for McDaniel and it doesn't go your way and the Supreme Court upholds um, the certification for Thad Cochran, I think even if you're not a big fan of Thad Cochran, you got to hold your nose and vote for him and take one for the team. Is my that's my point on it. Um, okay, real quick thoughts. Uh, we have a U.S. Marine that's been in prison in Mexico now for almost seven months. Uh, the, the, this, this hero was stripped naked. He was he was beaten. Um, he's still in Mexico. Our president's not doing a darn thing to get him released. What is Congress doing, Congressman Harper? What 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 can you say to assure the the American people, the veterans out there, and the Marine families um, that we're doing something to get this man out? Everybody is just livid at what's happening here, and it is the president who can use his strength as. Uh, the leader of the United States with all that we do uh, across borders, that uh, this is something that we expect uh, this guy to be released. And I know that um, it's, it's something that we've all been very uh, concerned about and something we want a resolution to as soon as possible. Okay, last thing I got, because I know you're busy. Um, I, I put out on my Facebook for some people if they wanted to ask a question to you, and I got inundated with a lot of questions, but I, we only have time for one. Um, this person's a libertarian, and he wanted to know. He wanted to get your thoughts. Um, I'm going to read it verbatim. He said, "Can you ask a congressman?" Okay. He says, "Can you ask a congressman for his thoughts on the libertarian movement within the GOP and the apparent opposition?" Folks like Senator Ted Cruz and and Senator Rand Paul seem to encounter from um, from people like uh, Senator McCain. Um, what what do you say to the voters who are attracted to the constitutional principles? espoused by these young leaders within the GOP um, who, see, who see the old guard resisting their voices? You know, I, I just think that we have to make sure that we uh, realize that the, the Constitution is a, is a vital... It, it, is our, it is our country. It's our soul of our country. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so... Uh, realizing that there are things that we look at in personal freedoms and things that we're doing, we have to make sure that we don't uh, neglect that and remember that these are things that uh, you're going to have differences of opinions, you're going to have uh, people that will perhaps take a different uh, view on it. Uh, and, you know, I, and look, I have respect for every one of the people you just mentioned. Right. Uh, I think probably... Um, uh, Rand Paul is probably as consistent as anybody I've run across. Mm -hmm. uh, John McCain is a war hero who sacrificed much of his life uh, for our for our country, and so uh, I I think that what we have to do is realize that there are issues in this country that we should be able to unite around, regardless of maybe some of our philosophical differences that we have, and that's what I, I would urge all of us to do. Okay, one last thing. In 2016 presidential elections, um, thank God they're coming up 
fairly soon, you know, two oh, years oh, there. <laughs> I know. It's like, come on, man. We, uh, now, now that that's the first part. The second part is winning the darn thing. Um, who do you see as some possible? Um, who, who out of the GOP congressmen do you see that can beat a Hillary Clinton if she is nominated on the Democratic side? Who 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 are our horses that you think can win right now? You know, I I think we're going to have to probably look at a governor. I I, I think that there we have a couple of really good choices that uh, maybe candidates out there that we can look at. Uh, and not to be somebody I I respect greatly, uh, two governors I'll mention: uh, Mike Pence from Indiana, who served in the yes, House. Yes, yes. Uh, he was uh, chairman of the Republican Study Committee in the in the House. Uh, my the, my first term that I was there, and just a solid guy, a great believer, uh, someone that uh, you know gets along with everybody, and uh, and somebody I you know personally know uh, loves the Lord, uh, but he, he's a very practical uh, individual, uh, and uh, serving as a governor and executive.